This week on the Sportblokes. This week, the Lakers punched their ticket to the playoffs at Minnesota's expense. The sky is falling in India. Thoughts for Patty and a premature celebration from the Swans. And a fuck ton of other NBA. Oh, you'd be absolutely man cad to miss it. Let's go. It's 7.49 on Wednesday, the 12th of April, 2023. As always, thank you very much for listening and please like and subscribe and check the timestamps to see what sports we'll be talking about. If you don't like it all, going to be very basketball heavy once again, Stewie, just for a change. Yeah, we're uh, cutting out the badminton this week, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but... the Kabaddi didn't make the cut. Ah, Kabaddi, don't. Oh, that's right, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm glad you planned, I'm glad. Don't mispronounce that's that, good. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's good. But yes, no Kabaddi, no badminton, no synchronized swimming this weekend. No, uh, just no. Maybe in an Olympic year. Got to make cuts. Which is a, which is a uh, not too far away. First things first... I want to show you something. Now, this isn't actually sport-related, but I saw one of the, I guess, well, it made me chuckle. It'll be interesting to see if it makes you chuckle. So this is the description for a television show that was rated PG. Oh, mild sense of peril. Mild sense of peril. Oh, it just gave me a chuckle. Crikey. It was, it was a documentary about, like, the history of horror movies, and it was an episode about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and oh. it was rated PG for a mild sense of peril. So I just found that funny. Well, it's, it's mild in certain spots, but eventually it becomes a bit more serious. It becomes perilous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why? What have you got? Something sport, I hope. Oh, there's so much going on. This, <laughs> so honestly, amazing. this was one of those weeks, and I know you always joke about the, who is it? Roy and HG guy? Uh, yeah, HG Nelson. I'm not a Roy and HG fan for anyone out there. But no, lots going on. Major League Baseball's back on. Don't reckon it feels like the Major League Baseball finished about two weeks ago. Yeah, they have a... Bloody long season, though, don't they? But there was also the World Baseball Classic, and so yeah. there's probably been a little bit more baseball in the calendar than maybe usual. That's probably why. Yeah. But well, the pitch clock's doing wonders. The pitch clock is... Is that what you got? No, no. Oh, something else. No, I just wanted to celebrate the Tampa Bay race at the moment. Oh, yes. Sixth team in the history of baseball to go 11-0 and to start a season. Couple of games off the record. First team since the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers, who started 13-0, as you mentioned. Yeah. Those Brewers actually still finished seven games behind the Detroit Tigers in the then East Division. Yeah, okay. So that 13-0 start wasn't really that big a deal for Well, them. again, it's a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And if your key pitcher goes down, for example, you can get fucked pretty quickly in the baseball. You can absolutely get fucked. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the topic of teams that are winning and doing really well, another massive congratulations to the Boston Bruins. They broke the record for the most wins in an NHL season, beating the previous record of 62 by the Detroit Red Wings in 95-96. They're now sitting 64, 12, and 9. Now, for people who don't know, the 9 at the end basically is a loss that they've had through a penalty shootout. And they sort of still get partial credit for that, effectively. So yeah, it's not okay. it's not an official loss. It's a kind of like a half loss. I did not know that, actually. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. Now, they do have one more game left against the lowly Montreal Canadiens, so they could actually end up at 65, which would be an incredible, incredible effort. It's probably the equivalent of the Golden State Warriors' 73 win season, I would say. Well, if it's a record, hmm. yeah. It's weird because doesn't the ice hockey playoffs tend to traditionally start before the NBA playoffs? So it feels a bit weird that the NBA first couple of play in games have already happened. And obviously, we'll get there very shortly. But uh, I have zero to contribute to that. Oh, I, just, no I, idea. No, I might not even be right. I just from memory, it always feels like the, the ice hockey starts just a tiny bit earlier, just like the NRL starts just a tiny bit before the AFL. But mm. yeah, there you go. There you go. Speaking of NRL, did you hear about the West Tigers Anzac jersey debacle? No. 
So obviously there's been so many Jersey debacles of late and a lot of them have been to do with Pride Round. This time it's to do with Anzac Round. Their initial jersey, which apparently had been signed off on by numerous people around the place, so it wasn't just one person. It wasn't the work experience kid with the oversight. It was signed off by numerous people, but they had American troops on their jersey for Anzac Round. Oh, lovely. And so everyone went up in arms and kind of said, now, do you know what? Anzac stands for like do you know what the A and the NZ stand for in Anzac like maybe so they've changed it to a digger now so they've they've fixed up the picture but not with a bit of consternation initially that kind of takes me back to the Salt Lake City Utah thing for the the all-star weekend where it just said slut (laughs) where it's like how how does no one see that like how how do you not look at that and go actually it's funny i saw on twitter recently someone was saying that like there was this lady that was super confused at the spurs game when they were playing in austin because they were wearing the uniforms that said s-a-t-x san antonio texas obviously Ah, yes uh but every time i see that jersey i just think of the word tax even though it's atx it's yeah well there's the weird brooklyn ones as well oh don't get me started yeah exactly yeah designed by bill cosby we can't make those jokes anymore it's to do with the color it's pretty But nice. hey, if Hilltop Hood's still seeing Cosby sweater, then that's... I can make that reference. True. Because that's all I mean. True. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to the Hilltop Hoods. You never thought I'd ever reference them in a podcast, did you? I imagined at least three references by now. <laughs> so there we go. We're at one. Apart from our 150th, you know. There we go. That would be an average of one per 50 episodes. I better get two in the next couple and then I'll make you the right. Anyway. You got you to head right down that hard road. Down the hard ah, road. Ah, very good. Very good. I, I like it. Any more than I mean either. No. no. Anyway, uh, yeah, a bit outside my ballpark. Anyway, speaking of ballparks, speaking of ballparks let's get back to sport. It's not a baseball one, unfortunately, but... Well, you know, you've er- done that. Erling Haaland, he is fucking ridiculous. That's kind of it, really. He's ridiculous. It's not really it. I've got more. So he's the striker for Man City. Right. And Soccer. Yes. 30 goals he's scored in 27 games so far this Premier League season, which is just ridiculous. Wow. He's seven clear of Tottenham's Harry Kane, who has played an extra three games. Marcus Rashford from Man United, who is currently sitting fourth, has half as many goals as Haaland. It's insane. What's even crazier about this, because he's probably the best striker in the world right now, he's from Norway. And Norway sit 44th in the world in rankings for the men's team. So he's this dominant force, and their national team is, I don't want to say trash, because they're not trash, but... They're not amazing by world standards or certainly by the upper echelons of world standards, let's just say. Can I give you an NBA comp? Because obviously I don't know bugger all about soccer. Sure. Joel Embiid, Cameroon. Yes. Now, obviously not the best. Well, Embiid might win MVP. Well, you should. I'm actually in that camp now. Yes, good. Well, I, I, I'd, switch to, I'd switch to Giannis for the last month or so. And then I'm kind of like, uh, anyway, let's not litigate NBA before we get to NBA. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> We won't do awards today anyway, no. I think, will we? We'll come, once they're actually announced, we'll reflect on them because there's just too much to get through. Absolutely not. Yeah. But getting back just quickly to Norway as well, this this tells you how, and again, like 44th in the world is not bad, but it is it is as well when you look at it and go, well, there's some other teams above them that probably shouldn't be. They haven't made a World Cup since 1998. Well, this is the problem, the European, yeah, the qualifiers and all that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, if yeah, you're in Europe, yeah. you've got to beat some very, very good teams. And I imagine a lot of the teams above them in 1 through 43... Are probably Europe. a lot of European yes. teams with the odd kind of Brazil, Argentina, and a couple of others scattered yeah, in there. A few yeah. other little bits and pieces. Yeah. So, um, and it does look even cooler as well because he's a left footer. 
lefties always look good no matter what they do but he's just this real specimen a, a real beastie massively big guy you can't push him off the ball he gets past defenders because he's not only big but he's really quick he's kind of like a lebron james in that regard okay he's just when he's coming down he'll let you very very hard to stop him and a big reason why man city are right up there exactly yeah We've just gone to the third umpire. They're second behind Arsenal. Yeah, six. So they're going well. Six behind. They've got a game in hand, though. So, you know, it's going to be close. Yes, indeed. Yes. Now, the last thing I did want to talk about, one of the big, big, big events in the golfing calendar, the Masters finished over the weekend. Ah, yes, yes. Don't know if you saw much of that. Um, I didn't really watch any of the... I'm not a big golf watcher, but I watched a bit of coverage. I've seen a lot of talking head stuff about it and listened to PTI and that sort of stuff. What was your biggest takeaway? Well, he... The win is is even more impressive because he was often out there on the course during the worst of the conditions. Yes. So to win, to, he was actually on the course when they called everyone off because the conditions were so bad. And we, we, so he we, played we, through the worst of we it. We will say he is Spain's John Rahm. Yes, who, sorry, yes, John Rahm, yes. won the tournament. Yes, and gee, the, the other thing that sticks out to me is it's a young man's game, isn't it? I mean, Rory McIlroy is the veteran and he's, what, 34 or something? Didn't even make the cut. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the other, the last thing for me was Tiger stumbling around. It didn't look good, did it's it? It's hard to watch, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah so it was. back it was. leg and foot all yeah. failing him. Uh, he was, I feel bad saying this, but he was limping around like someone who's been in a car crash. Well, yeah, yeah. And apparently he played a shot out of the bunker. And apparently everyone in the clubhouse was like, no, don't do it. You can put far too much pressure because he had plantar fasciitis. Yes. And yeah, so from what I can understand, the conventional wisdom is, mate, just sit out as long as you sit out two years if you need to mm. and then come back and try and win that last one. Well, I actually listened to a really, really interesting mini podcast with a bunch of different sports commentators, including Kerry O'Keefe. Oh, very nice. But he's a big golf aficionado. Yeah, okay, so, okay. But one of the things they were talking about was that one of Tiger's old coaches was actually in the commentary box saying, I hope he misses the cut. Right. Interesting. Because it would be better for him not to have to play. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a a big talking point. We do obviously have to talk about John Rahm, though, as you mentioned. An amazing effort. Yeah, dealing with the rubbish weather. The winds were so big that they uprooted two massive trees on the 17th hole. Did you see that? I didn't see that, actually. No, no. I I knew that the weather was terrible. Oh, third umpire time. Third umpire time. I completely forgot I did see that footage. I didn't put two and two together. I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't realize it was from the Masters. Someone was very, very lucky that they were just in between a couple of giant, giant. Oh, my goodness. A quick correction. There was actually three trees. Three, not not yeah. two, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that was incredible. But obviously, those pines are so bloody tall. And the wind was that. That's Yeah, it's- that's pushes them now and that's scary and you don't really hear it because it's uprooting it rather than snapping yeah, the tree. yeah so yeah. yeah the person under that was very very lucky one of the things about john ron though going back to him for a second he actually tweeted a picture in 2013 of a fortune cookie that he was holding and he'd opened it up and it said your talents will be recognized and suitably rewarded with the caption that he put underneath i'm gonna win the masters ah, 10 years ago yeah right it's like it's it's shades of Rory McIlroy's dad betting yes. on him to win the Masters before the or yes. whatever it was the British Open or some tournament. I think you just said I was going to win a major. Oh, I thought it was by a certain age too. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Twenty five. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they'd run out of the stick with your wife. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's our Simpsons reference. This was a Panda Express as well. <laughs> very good. Funny very enough. Good. But I will also go back to one of the things you did say. You were saying how it's a young man's game. There was one notable exception. 
Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Yeah, yeah. He had one of the most incredible last rounds that I've seen in in a Masters in a long time. So keep in mind, he's 55. So he's certainly getting on in years. He's lost a ton of weight because he's on one of these wanky diets where you basically eat. Gee, that's a that's an interesting way to lose weight. Yeah, well. Oh, oh, you don't mean literally. But you're yeah. losing liquid, I guess. But uh, no, he. <laughs> we won't take that any further. No, no, we won't. No, we'll go back to the golf. So he shot a seven under sixty-five on the Sunday. That's the lowest round in Masters history by a player fifty or older. And he's also the oldest player to make a top five in the Masters in the history of it as well. So incredible effort from him. He and Brooks Kepka, the two live guys who are kind of the villains, but. Now here's what's interesting. So I heard Bill Simmons saying that if he hadn't, if if Mickelson hadn't defected to live, the crowd would have gone nuts for his performance. But they seem to think that uh, him and I can't remember who his guest was were basically saying, oh, the crowd kind of didn't give it the ovation it deserved because, as you say, he's a he's a villain. Yeah, a villain of sorts. But it's also, and this is another thing going back to that podcast I, I watched was that. They're almost villains that are necessary now. It's it's kind of interesting. Every to have, story needs a villain. Yeah, yeah. Bryson DeChambeau was kind of the villain for a while, and he's defected to live as well. But it's yeah, it's kind of it's important to have those guys on there. One of the things as well with Brooks Kepka, he was looking like he was going to run away with it, but at the fifty-four hole mark, which is where all the LIV tour events finish. He kind of went to shit. Yeah, interesting the stamina and that sort of thing because they don't play as many holes. Yep. Yeah, there yeah. were so many tweets going on about like how funny is it that of course he's you know giving out after fifty four holes and someone needs to remind him that they play seventy two in the PGA. Yeah, it's maybe fitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. A couple of other things real quickly. Fred Couples became the oldest player to make the cut, doing so at sixty three. I was going to say it feels like he's been around forever. Very, very. I good wouldn't effort. have been surprised if you'd said seventy three. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> that's a name from our childhood. It does feel like he should yeah. be older, but no, excellent effort from Freddie Couples. And the last thing, did you see the photos of the food menus? The yes, menus? I was going to talk. I was going to mention that to you. They're nuts. Like two dollars. Yeah, the nuts were $2, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, no, I don't, I don't probably know if they, 50 cents. I don't know if they were nuts. I've got a picture of it here. So basically what we're getting at while Nathan brings this picture up. It's fucking cheap. It's really realistic pricing. Now, we know that American food and drink is cheaper than it is here because the dollar difference, basically. But yes, very, very cheap. There we go. So like any sandwich, nothing over $3. Peanuts, $1.50. Fuck. <laughs> I, Did you, I think you hit the delete button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, white wine six bucks, beers five bucks. Uh, the sandwich is three bucks. I know? mean, in Perth, they'll charge you two dollars for looking at the price. <laughs> Two bit again, yeah, yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> You've had your inspection fee. Uh, what would you actually like to buy? I'll just yeah. have some air, thanks. $50. <laughs> no, look, really, really cool week of random sports that we don't really, not random sports, but sports we don't really sort of look at. Follow too, as much. Too much. Yeah. Lastly for me, Shui, the Matildas upset England 2-0. Kerr and Charlotte Grant being the scorers. That ended the English team's 30 consecutive games of, of no defeat. So, yeah, very impressive. And that's after they'd lost to Scotland 1-0. However, Kerr wasn't playing. They might have rested too many people. Very, very true. The two goals, I will say, though, a little bit fortunate. The goal that Kerr scored was off a pretty horrible back pass by one of the English defenders. And the goal from Charlotte Grant was off a deflection. Yeah, still one. But exactly right. You you, don't, the scoreboard's all that counts. You don't draw it. pictures on the scoreboard. Well, that's right. That's right. That's it. Exactly I right. Could. Well, don't know how much it would help. No. 
One other thing, lastly, at the quiz, our mate who writes the questions, he had a great one. Apparently, King Charles's coronet when he was prince, uh, the top of it, the circular object was the, the designer used a ping pong ball. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So there's some random sports trivia for you wow. there, too. There you go. Yeah. So, look, we're not going to delve into this too much, Chewy. Obviously, the season is far away, but the NBL signings have started to roll in. I don't think we've acknowledged the Keanu Pinder to Perth signing yet. JLA is signing in Melbourne. Travis is rumoured for Melbourne. Tanner Krebs, it doesn't move the dial as much. I think he'll be better in Melbourne than he was, though. I really yeah, do. Well, maybe. I yeah. don't think Brisbane's a great environment for many people. <laughs> What's Jason Kadebi like a 20 in 10? In Adelaide. In Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull Koala, I believe, is staying in Cairns. Will McDowell-White is staying in New Zealand. Perth came hard for him, but uh, in the end he stayed. I think that's fair enough. Absolutely. Good for New Zealand, too. Obviously, probably feels like they have unfinished business. But nice for him to also reward the franchise that kind of gave him the Absolutely, keys. Absolutely, yeah. You, you like to see that sort of stuff. As much Agreed. as we would have loved to have him yep. create this big, new, dominant, big three, effectively, would have been really nice. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's some other rumours around the place, but anyway, there's plenty of time to discuss this. Yeah. Let's get into the NBA. Boy, oh boy, there's so much. I don't even know if we'll get to cricket and footy. We might punt that away. It's playoff time. Mm. Everything else pales into insignificance. It's one of our favourite times of the year. It's Christmas for me, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's a long Christmas, though. It yes. goes for a couple of months. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. But I guess we've got to start before that. The, the big talking point, I guess, is this whole Dallas tanking situation. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts. Well, okay. Before we even talk about the whole tanking side of things, we've got to look at what's kind of led to that. Now, you and I were very much spot on where the, the trade came through for Kyrie. We both looked at each other and went, that doesn't really move the needle that much. And as I said last week, it ended up moving the needle <laughs> in the wrong way because they don't have any defense anymore with Finney Smith gone and stuff. We were both right and wrong about that. In the yeah, day. well, we were on the closer side to right than some people were saying championship oh, contenders and all sorts of bullshit. What a joke, honestly. I hate to say, by the way, it's looking more and more like I was right about Zion too. And yeah. that's not one I wanted to be right about. Yep. No, I, I, People I got really excited about him and I was always really leery about his health and it's, it, it's not looking like he'll play in the playoffs. I shit you not, two days ago I was driving home from work and I was actually thinking about when you made those comments and going... Fuck, Nathan was right about Zion. I, I don't like to be right when I'm negative, but I was right. I, well, well, the jury's still out, but... So far. Oh, like, would you want him to be on your team with a Supermax? No. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. No, very much not. Interesting. So, and, and, I mean, this is the other thing as well, is is Ja Morant the better option? Obviously, yes, but all the shit he's gone through, there's more accusations that have come out about other stuff that we won't even get into. But And I thought of something funny recently as well. So there's been rumours that Trey Young's on the block. There's rumours that Luka Doncic isn't happy. Why not just trade him again yeah. for each other? I know. Yeah, like it was originally intended. Could you imagine a backcourt <laughs> of Trey Young and, and Kyrie Irving? Like how little, oh, man. How little defence would get played? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah. They'd have to get Rudy Gobert. Have some stop blocking behind. <laughs> And, and he would add some fight. He, he would, some, yeah, some uh, yeah. front court punch. We'll get to that as well. Oh, yes. So Dallas were 5-11 in 11 in the 16 games that Kyrie and Luca played together. I'm no genius mathematician, Shui, but that's close to a 30-ish winning percentage, and that ain't good. Give or take. Yeah. And at 4-10, and 10, so a couple of games before that, it was the worst record by two all-star teammates since the NBA-ABA merger. For that sort of yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow, for like a fifteen-ish game period. For for that sort of yeah, anything over that 
that amount of games wow. for two all-star teammates to be playing together. Wow. That's the worst record. Who ever. did it beat out of interest? You no know? idea. Yeah, right. No okay, idea. well, that's interesting. But yeah, not great. They were 9-18 and 18 from the point of making the trade as well, so in those 27 games. So it tells you how few games they even played together out of yeah. those 27. Yeah. We were, as I said, we were right. Like, it just, it did not go well for Dallas. It was desperate. It was you've, a desperate move. You've got Kyrie talking about testing free agency, even though he's eligible for an extension with the Mavs. And didn't attend his exit interview. Mm, yeah, That's that not a good sign doesn't, either. Doesn't read well. Yeah. There's talk of Luca requesting a trade next season if the Mavs don't improve. It's like, Jesus Christ, that franchise. And now, on top of that, the bit we were talking about... The tanking. The NBA is investigating their decision to rest a bunch of guys from the game against Chicago, which put them out of the running. So no Kyrie, no Josh Green, no Tim Hardaway Jr., no Maxi Kleber, no Christian Wood, 13 minutes of Luka Doncic. Yeah, basically a quarter and a little bit, yeah. Quarter and change. Yeah. And Jason Kidd basically came out and said, we were going to play until told otherwise, and today is the day that we've been told that we're going to do something different. Yes. See, this is... Talk about showing your hand. They're not even pretending. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And so, obviously, there's all this talk now. The league's going to investigate. There's potential sanctions, all that sort of stuff. What are your thoughts on this? Ah, well, it will come as no surprise to any of our regular listeners that I think Dallas did the right thing. Mm. Now, we've talked about that draft pick to New York. We've erroneously mentioned the Brunson trade. It was actually the Porzingis trade that it was involved in, which makes more sense. Yeah. So they're desperate to get that 10th pick. They need more help, clearly. Dinwiddie was pretty important too. It wasn't just the defense of Dorian Finney-Smith. So look, I think they made the right decision. If I were a Dallas fan, that's exactly what I would have wanted them to do. They were clearly not going to make any noise in the playoffs. Even last year, making the conference finals was a, a bit of a fluke, I think. I think they were like, punching well, above their weight. Yeah, it was like when Portland made it the previous exactly, year. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Portland's a really interesting case because they clearly put the queue in the rack at the end of the season. Thank you, Nathan. So, so why is Dallas copping all the heat? I look, I don't think I don't see any problem. Who was the last free agent that Dallas signed? Of note, fuck, DeAndre <laughs> Jordan, and then he didn't even fucking come <laughs> because they barricaded him in his house and basically kidnapped him, the Los Angeles Clippers, and then five minutes later, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul were gone, and he was stuck there. So look, I can't even remember the last free agent of note that that team has signed. So if I'm Mark Cuban, I go to uh, Adam Silver, who, by the way, Adam Silver, kind of shit. Mm. Pretty unimpressed with him this season. If I'm Mark Cuban, I go to him and I'm like, mate, we can't sign anyone. No one's coming here. What do you expect? What would you do, Adam Silver, if you were GM yeah. of this team? What would you do? Yep. And they fixed, they fixed the draft odds. To the point where you're not guaranteed. It's much hard. It's only 14% if you finish in the bottom four. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it will come as no surprise, but I think they did the right thing. And I think the league are pricks for investigating them if they do, because I think a lot of other teams have done it too. It's so interesting that you bring up Portland because that's exactly the example that I have here. I was sort of saying like, is it kind of ridiculous that Dallas are being singled out just because they said something? Yes. It's like so if you basically just keep quiet, nothing happens. That's exactly that's their crime. They showed their hands. Because Damian Lillard sat out the last ten games of the season for rest. They went one and nine. They weren't technically out of the play in contention. Well, didn't Golden State beat them by nearly fifty in the last game? Fifty six they beat them. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute as well. But this is what I don't understand. So many teams rested guys 
I think Bradley Beal rested for quite a bit of the, the later part of the season as well. And that's another fascinating team because they have been mediocre for over a decade. And if I was a fan of theirs, I'd want them to bottom out and tank too. Yep. So, yeah, I I definitely think that the big thing is, are they drawing a line in the sand because Jason Kidd was dumb enough to talk about it to the media? Maybe. You know, sometimes you do just have to play it with a straight bat. And obviously he's opened up the, the shoulders and hit one yeah, of the events. Yeah, but... uh, he probably regrets it. And he probably, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope... I hope it's a bit of a faux investigation to be seen to be doing the right thing, but there's always winners. There's yep. always losers. There's always injuries. There's always teams that have competing interests. Everyone have a different cap situation. It's just how it goes. You, you've already kept 20 of the 30 teams alive at the end of the season. What else can you do? Mm. There's going to be some tanking. Yep. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah, It is inevitable. And so, I mean, if, I mean, if you look, I, it's a storm in a teacup, as far as I'm. If thinking. you look right across the board at every single box score on that last day, there's a lot of names that even I don't recognize. Oh God, yeah, God, yeah. I was looking across the Spurs team and going, "Holy shit, I don't even know half of these guys." Yeah, well, are... what Champagny, for example, or yeah, like, like he's been around for a little while. Skimanimovic, the guy. Oh yes, I still haven't worked out the pronunciation of that one. Like, I recognize his name, but I'm like, is he still in the league? But there's a lot of guys. I'm surprised they didn't drag Josh Primo back to play. Oh god, yeah, yeah no, that's not going to happen. But there were there were a number of people actually speculating conspiracy theory. Watch, basically saying that teams were intentionally signing pretty crappy players that wouldn't otherwise be NBA players and playing them real big minutes. Yep. Now Xavier Cooks wasn't one of them. He's been excellent, hasn't he? He, he has. He's just, really made just, the most. Just quickly before we talk about him, I did want to just. Oh, you got stuff on him. Uh, no, no, I've got something on your Spurs, funnily enough, oh, yeah. and, and the Dallas Mavericks. So I don't know if you saw, but the Spurs actually led the Mavericks 42 to 14 at quarter time. I did. Theo Pinson was quite good for Dallas, had a 23, 13 and 12 game in their, in their loss. The first Maverick not named Luca since 1999 to record a 2012 and 12 game. Do you want to have a crack? At oh, that? trivia. I knew straight away trivia without notice was coming. 1999. Early. Um, 1999. Oh, wow. I'll say Michael Finley. He's got it. Yes. Oh, Michael Finley. Love that guy. Well done. So Michael Finley, 33-13-13 and 13 in a 111-110 to 110 win over the Phoenix Suns, who, to take this full circle... Was his former team. ...had Jason Kidd as their point guard. Ah, okay. Yes. So yeah, 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 yeah. So lots of connections. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I'm glad I got that one. There you go. Yeah. It was kind of the obvious choice, though. What? I thought Dirk Nowitzki might have been. Oh, uh, it felt been... early for Dirk. It yeah. felt too early for Dirk. Because he was drafted 98, wasn't he? 97, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. it could have been one of him, like Robert Pack, Eric Strickland. There's not yeah, many. Yeah, you start to scrape. There's so, not yeah. many it's options. Like, oh, it's not Chris Gatling. Yeah, well, it's well, unlikely it would have been Chris Gatling. he's ever had 10 assists in a season? Oh, uh, unlikely. Yeah, very <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Right. You want to talk to Xavier Kiltz? Oh, no. I was just saying he's made the most of his opportunity. I didn't really have much more than that, but he's done really well. It's really funny. There's all these people all over Twitter like, who the hell is this Xavier Cooks guy? Like, where did he come from? Yeah. He's doing all right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. he had, what, 9 and 10, I think it was, in the second last game, and then 14 and 10. Yeah, he's had a couple of double doubles. So he's yeah. done really well. Had a, had a start as well, which is really nice. And look, we're not surprised. No. We know he's an NBA player. He's not a starter full-time. No. But, but he's a good bench role player. Like your Landales of the world, a lot of these guys. Jack White is is looking better and better, and hopefully he'll get some opportunities going forward as yep. well. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Our big stocks are pretty good for the Olympics. Not too bad at all. Yeah. Now, Nath, I did mention the Theo Pinson stat. Yes. 
got to run through this. That, that's kind of like the perfect segue, I guess, into the next thing I want to talk about. Crazy final day stuff. Yes. Jesus yes. Christ, there was some crazy stuff there happening. There really was, but how much credence do you put? Like when no names are getting triple doubles and 40s and all sorts of crazy stuff. Like good to see Mac McClung get a triple double, for yeah, example. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't he? Nah, I thought he got it. Nah, 20 points, 9 and 9. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe I was on triple double watch and I uh, yeah, I probably missed the end of the game because I was working. But the flip side of it is there are certain guys in here that you look at and you go, maybe these guys actually, if they get an opportunity could be really decent players. And I'll give you two really solid examples of this. Kenny Lofton Jr. Yeah, now, got some weight issues. He does have some weight issues. he's a big boy. Yeah, he was the one with the 40. Yeah, 42 and 14 against OKC. Memphis only played six guys in that game. Maybe they should be investigated. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen Adams is injured. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, to our, we'll get to all that. But. but, you know, he's a guy who had some really, really good moments. Like, well... Moments, games, quite a lot of good stuff in the summer league. So I've seen him play before. I know he's he's a quality guy. He's hard to move off the spot because he is so. Oh big. yeah, yeah, it's a bit reminiscent of Danny Fortson kind of body. <laughs> Fortson, yeah, Jeez. that's kind of the body comp, and he's even got I, the little dreads. As I, well. I've got a way better comp for him, and that's Zach Randolph. Oh yeah, okay. Well, Zach Randolph's a much better player. Obviously, but yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's decent. But, but yeah. he's you know a guy who can barely jump over a sheet of paper. But... Yeah. But he uses that body. Ball in the in the, in the yeah, hole. He uses that yeah. body well. Same game, Trey Mann had his first career triple-double as well, 24, 12, and 12. But another, oh, I agree. He could be a very nice little player, definitely. Yeah. He's I'll, already shown plenty of signs. But the other guy I was going to talk about was a guy that, you know, put up some big numbers earlier in the season and then kind of got forgotten about, Cam Thomas. Yes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be... Brooklyn would be excited about him. Yeah, definitely. so he had 46 in, in their last game against Philadelphia. That was the game McClung had the 29 and 9. But again, no Dinwiddie, no Joe Harris, no Nick Claxton. They were all resting. Investigation! But there's so many of these ones you could make a case for. So, Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Resting versus tanking. Hmm. What's resting, what's tanking? What's well, if you're difference? in the playoffs, it can't be tanking. What's the difference? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it comes... Ultimately, it comes down to players that people want to see missing. Yeah, but that could be seen as manipulating the season. Of course, like, no, 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 I know what you're saying. There's so many things. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, great. I'm glad you brought that up. How do you feel about the whole manipulating your seating position kind of thing? Fair play to you. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's stupid because, and credit to the Clippers because they didn't do it and they said, bring it on. We'll play Phoenix in the second round or whatever it might have to be. We'll do it. I just, I just don't like the mindset. If you're in the mindset of intentionally losing a game to avoid a team, I don't think that's going in all guns blazing into the playoffs. That's the only reason I don't like no, it, but I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. To use a parallel with another thing that we love in life, we, we talk about Survivor quite a bit. It, well, it, me loving Survivor well, okay, is very old news. Not, not as much, but it's really yeah. one. But it's, it's well, more, even that, I don't watch it anymore. It's, it's kind of like when teams will throw a challenge to try and get rid of somebody and it's all of a sudden... They've lost four or five. Yes, in yes. it always happens. Exactly. It just opens the floodgates of losing. Yep, yeah. Yep. So I, I get what you're saying there. Now, a few other really, really big things from that night. Peyton Pritchard put up his first triple-double. Yeah, he's been kind of buried on the bench, but yep. he's a handy player. I mean, I guess they've got some good guards. They, they do. So 30 points with nine threes, 
14 rebounds as well and 11 assists. He's yeah. like two foot four. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You, you wonder how much defense was being played. I mean, I didn't watch any of these any of these games, so yeah. I don't know what was going on. Bit but... of Nikola Jokic stat padding, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Okay, a couple of other ones. Miami broke the all-time record for most bench points against Orlando with 111 points off the bench. That's ridiculous. Isn't it just? Yeah. 24 from Udonis Haslam at 78 Yeah, I know, I know. In his last game ever, right? Well, his well, probably his I, last game. I ever. thought he'd already announced it. Well, it's yeah. it, no, in terms of like he he could potentially play in the playing. Oh, of course, that's true. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry, his last, last regular, regular season. season. Yeah, 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 true. That's the most points he's had since two thousand and nine. And to put that into perspective, that's the year that Avatar came out. Oh, wow, Doesn't that's mean. I mean that's pre not one, not two, not three. Yep. That's pre big three. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't that feel like? A, yeah, a yeah. I mean, I, I remember watching him in college. He was quite, he was a bit overweight and he had this massive ass beard and then he slimmed down and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and no, he was he was good. One of the best undrafted players that the league's probably seen this probably in in this generation anyway. Yeah, well, hey, I mean a 20-year career is nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Unless you've got allergies. Well, true. In which case, maybe. But yeah, those Florida Gators teams were fun. I have a feeling you would have played with Mike Miller on one of those teams. Oh, it was they, around the same around time. About that time. Yeah. 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 Uh, Golden State broke the record for most points in a first quarter of a game with 55 against Portland oh. in that 56-point win. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, they did kind of slow down by the end, didn't they? But, hey. They still, <laughs> they still, they still them. scored 100. Well, I remember messaging though. our group chat with Woody and Robbie, shout out to the boys, and saying, geez, they might, or was it to you or to them? I think it was to everyone. They might score 200 today. <laughs> it was pretty impressive, for a, yeah. especially, again, for a bunch of, well, actually, no, it wasn't second strings because all the, the main guys did play. Good to but, see Wiggins back too. Absolutely. Not that he played, but yeah. And just one last one that kind of got past everyone, nearly got past me as well. Mitchell Robinson for the New York Knicks playing against Indiana, 27 minutes on the court, had 14 offensive rebounds. Wow. 14 in 27. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's very impressive. 15 or more has only happened 25 times. No one's done it in less than 32 minutes. So be interesting to see what he would have done with a few more minutes on the court. Moses Malone, no surprise, had the most with seven. And there must be some Wilt games there too, I assume. Well, there's actually not because they didn't record offensive oh, rebounds. I see. Probably for the reason that most of them were goaltends. I see, I see. But he had seven, <laughs> he had seven, including 21 against Seattle in 1982. Rodman did it twice. Charles Barkley did it twice. A couple of random guys on the 15 or more list, though. JJ Hickson, 15 in 2014. Wow, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland? Uh, would have been. Oh, he played for a few teams. Yeah, Cleveland could have been Portland. Portland. Yeah. yeah. Andre Blatch, 2011, had 16. Oh, wow. What's that with Washington? Probably with Washington, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay. And get this 2015, <laughs> part of a 22 point, 21 rebound, seven assist game for Milwaukee. Zaza Pachulia had 18. Wow. Offensive rebounds. Wow. I thought you were going to talk about John Henson or um, who was the other guy? Remember the guy that played for Milwaukee that had weed problems? Sanders. Yeah, Sanders. I thought you were going to say it was Larry Sanders. No, yeah. it wasn't. No. Yeah. John Henson was good. He, John Henson was yeah. decent. Yeah. 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 There you go. While we're doing weird stats, did you hear about the Hawks kind of hovering around 500 the entire season? I did. So there was this tweet from John, John Hollinger. So admittedly, this was before the season had concluded. But at one point, they were 39 and 39. They'd scored 9,209 points and allowed 9,210. They were 24 and 24 against the East, 15 and 15 against the West, and had been within one game of 500 for 72 consecutive days. 
It's just crazy. Them hawks. Oh, I love those sort of stats. Yep. They're, they're hilarious. They are. Now, it's not all good stuff on those final days. There no. were a couple of pretty nasty incidents I want to get your thoughts on. Good for us, because it gives us things to talk about. Absolutely. So the first one is the whole Rudy Gobert versus Kyle Anderson fight. Yes. I guess we'll, we'll call it a fight. Call yeah, it, well, it was a bit of a jab, wasn't it? Uh, he kind of threw a punch, but it wasn't a, a roundhouse or an uppercut. It was a little jab to the shoulder. It was. Yeah. It was a little French baguette to the, yeah, to the midriff. Yeah. So I guess the, the precursor to this... Gobert's not playing at 100%. He was a little bit banged up, probably didn't want to play that game, but he played. Kyle Anderson's on his back telling, About, him, yeah. telling him to you know to block some shots. And get some rebounds. Gobert tells Anderson, grab a rebound. He's had a nine in that game for the record, which is not bad. Anderson yells at, shut the fuck up, bitch. Apparently he said bitch multiple times. Multiple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big sort of trigger word for most. I- and so Gobert takes a swing, gets sent home, suspended for the game against the Lakers today. What do you make of all of it? Well, I dare say, Stewie, he put Minnesota in a mild sense of peril. Oh, jeez. <laughs> to come full circle from my, from my weird PG. It is PG. Yeah. It's Paul George. <laughs> I, well, look, I think they had to suspend him. I don't think they had a choice. But with Nas Reed out and playing against a big team, or AD is a really important guy that you need to defend it was not a game you wanted to be missing rudy there were some teams they could have afforded to miss rudy okay so for example they could have managed without rudy but the lakers without rudy they probably win that game and we'll get there soon we will maybe win that game they certainly give themselves a better chance and, and it is interesting because for the season the wolves are actually 486 with gobert and 667 without him so they actually win more games yeah wow okay off the court wow okay I heard today, I think Cat is like plus 10 or 12 for that. Okay. Points per game, I think. Yeah, right. That sounds like a lot. Well, it opens up the keyway. Yeah, yeah, wow. Because obviously Gobert doesn't really get out past about six feet. It is interesting. And and I guess the other big part of it was the Draymond Green tweet. Did you see that? Yes. No sense of irony at all. No. So, no. Well, unless he's trolling. No, he he was trolling. So, This comes off the back of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in that training session. And Gobert tweeted after that, insecurity is always loud. Ah, okay. I didn't realize that. And so Draymond has tweeted the exact same thing back to him. He added a couple of extra full stops at the end. Fair enough then. You think, yeah, fair enough? Well, I mean, what's good for the goose has to be good for the gander, right? That's a pretty apt response from Draymond, I would have thought. You don't think there's a need for him to be a bit mature, take the moral high ground and say, you know what? Oh, of course. It's not something I would do, but that's Draymond. I mean, mm. don't ever expect Draymond to take the moral high ground, for mm. Christ's sake. He's a lightning rod. He's never going to... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean. In a vacuum, but knowing Draymond's personality, no, probably you. better he didn't do worse. True. Say worse. Or punch him in the nuts. Yeah. Or kick, <laughs> or kick him in the nuts, anyway. But, gee, I'll tell you what. Like, Rudy Gobert's legacy. So, he's a three-time All-Star. He's made the All-Second team in 2017. He's made the All-Third team a few times. Defensive Player of the Year, three different occasions. NBA All-Defense, six different occasions. Rebounding leader, blocks leader. They're the good. The bad is the COVID stuff, touching the microphones and just behaving like a complete twat there. There's this thing. Now, look, I don't think it's all his fault. I don't know, Kyle and uh, I, I don't know. And then the trade. Now, again, he didn't make the trade. That no. was through no fault of his own. No. But whether you like it or not, he's forever going to be linked to that trade. So all those accomplishments that I listed, people aren't going to remember those. They're going to remember this shit. 
And it's just more and more. It's just piling up. And the trade will be interesting because we'll know in, obviously, five, six years' time, once all those draft picks have been yes. turned into players, yes. yep. how bad it is. Yep. It, I mean, it could be nothing, but it could be really bad. And I, I tend to think that, yeah, like you, it could end up going down as probably one of the worst trades in the history of the league. It could cost them Anthony Edwards, for example. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I mean, we don't need to relitigate that trade, but... Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. Now, unfortunately for Minnesota, not the only punch thrown by one of their players in that game. Well, this is more egregious, I think. Mm. It's just stupid. No matter how annoyed you are, like, why would you, why would you, I would never want to break my hand because you have problems with arthritis. You have like, oh, why would you punch a fucking wall? Wanking. What? <laughs> but why? And he's also LeBron's prime defender. Yep. Like he's he's their best one of their best perimeter. He's their, yeah, he's their best perimeter defender. He'd be certainly up there. Yeah, I think he's probably their best. And he's done well against LeBron in the past. I heard about the advanced stats and all that sort of thing. So to be missing both him and Gobert again with with Nas already out. Oh. And that was the the bit that I was sort of holding back when you did say having Nas out. I was yeah. like, oh, there's also a bit dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, and I intentionally didn't bring that up because I knew it was coming. Yeah. But yeah. So for yeah. anyone who hasn't seen this, basically he's committed his second foul in this game and walks down the tunnel and just punched a wall, a brick wall. And of course, what happens? He breaks his hand. Just pick something up and throw something. Just yeah. just just about do anything other than punch a wall. It's punch like the Rudy, dumbest fucking thing you could punch Rudy Gobert. <laughs> well punch Kyle Anderson. Just pick a player. Punch them both. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. Yeah. So yes, that is massive. As yeah, you say, it is, yeah. It is. Losing that height. Which, you know, and again, we'll talk about that when we talk about the play-in game, but how how significant losing that height and that length is. And, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it creates massive problems for a Minnesota team who's just scrambling to try and get through the play-in. Just quickly, the other one from that day, Bones Highland shoving Mason Plumley. Yes. Now, I, I didn't see this one, but it was a bit of an odd couple, those two, isn't it? It's a little bit weird, yeah. So there was some sort of defensive breakdown. Plumley was having words with him. Highland gets all up in his face and then shoves him. I swear to God, Nathan, I remember someone wise saying something like Denver moving off Highland was maybe a personality thing. <laughs> a chemistry thing, I think. But chemistry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go back and listen to the full point. <laughs> That's I, all right, mate. You're not expected. Something so. like that, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. You stand by your words? Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes. <laughs> not always. Sometimes I do. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Right, so play-ins, Nathan. We've had two. Yes. So, obviously, we are working gentlemen who work normal full-time hours so i did not get to see any of it i will be kicking you out straight after no only kidding but i'll be doing my best to watch both games tonight that's that's more and more likely why we won't talk about footy or cricket so we don't finish too late yeah so that i can actually watch i look forward to watching my understanding is you saw the fourth quarter and ot of the lakers timberwolves game but where do you want to start i did well we'll start in the east so atlanta 116 defeats miami 105 really good win for the hawks they controlled this game. I've, I've seen extended highlights of this one. Dominated the glass. I think they were plus 21 or something like that on the board. Capella boards. had some numbers. Capella had 21 himself. Yep. Got really good bench production. So four guys off the bench in double figures. Didn't really give Jimmy Butler that much as well. You know, he was 6 of 19 from the field. One of those buckets, Jalen Johnson threw it straight to him while he was standing under the basket for a layup. You're right. So five of 18 outside of that. First time a seventh place team has lost in the play-in. Previous seventh place teams were four and zero. Yeah, right. Yep. Which kind of justifies their spot, doesn't it? Really? But, yeah, it, yeah. It, it does. Yeah. 
Yeah, look, Jimmy Jimmy Butler's very good in the playoffs. That was, I guess, it's not the playoffs yet. Not yet. Yeah, he's got to get there still. <laughs> the, the other thing that stuck out to me from this game was Kyle Lowry. Mm. So that he's been copping a lot of heat. They've been getting a lot of criticism about him. And look, maybe maybe justified, but he came to play. I think he had 33. 33, pardon, yeah. pardon the pun as well, from copying heat. Oh, well, of course. Sorry, yes. the unintentional pun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. He was the only player off the bench. I think there were two other guys that scored two points and it was him. So yeah, you're right. He was he was excellent. He was probably the main reason that Miami got it back to five. I think at one stage, I think they got it back to six in the fourth quarter, five in the third. It was like a twenty, god, twenty four, twenty five point game at one stage, and it looked like Atlanta yes, yeah, were, they came roaring back. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Like they were running away with it, but yeah, yeah they, Miami executed a little bit better. But then down the stretch, yeah, you know, there were a couple of really key offensive rebounds from guys like John Collins, and I think a Kongwu might have had one as well. So yeah, look. I mean, Atlanta's a fun team. They yeah, do. yeah. You're well, on their day, they can beat anyone. Yeah. I just don't think they probably have enough of their days coming. But isn't this a perfect example of... So Miami were, what, a couple of bounces away from the NBA Finals last year? They made Game 7. A couple of bounces, yeah. And, and Dallas made the Conference Finals too. So it just goes to show no two seasons are created equal. Mm. And even if your team's... Okay, your stars might be the same. Obviously, there was the Kyrie trade and whatnot. But... Yeah, just just because they made the conference finals last year, there's no guarantee they just walk in this year, and clearly they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I, I don't know who's going to get through the Chicago Toronto. I actually hope Toronto get through. Yeah, well, apparently Chicago have been the best defensive team since I think mid or late Feb. Probably since the All Star break. Yeah, I say I think I heard 21st of Feb is the number that sticks in my mind. So defense is important in playoffs, but. I would argue Toronto have the best player in Siakam. So I, oh, that's a really hard one to tip. Oh, mind you, DeRozan, Levine, Vujovic. Like they've, they've oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. a good team, Chicago. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like the switchability and the, the length that Toronto has. It'd be a bit of fun. Anyway, we don't know what's going to happen with that. No, no. I, my gut feeling is that the Heat would probably steady the ship and beat whoever win that game. But maybe, with maybe not. very little confidence. Very little confidence. I think a lot of it with the heat just comes down to guys like Max Struess and Tyler Hero and, and those guys making enough shots. I, I can't see Jimmy having that bad a game again, too. I, I would hope that he would make a few more. Yeah, I, I think Jimmy might be in for a big one, actually, for that next game. We'll see. We will see, yeah. Now, in the other one, the Lakers 108 defeated Minnesota 102. The aforementioned Minnesota Timberwolves, Sam yes. Rudy Gobert. And... and things were looking pretty good for them. They were up 10 and then... Cat went to the bench with his fifth foul, I think. Fourth or fifth, yeah. And then they didn't score for six minutes straight, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. This, I tell you what, one of the most infuriating quarter and a well quarters and overtimes you would probably see from a team. Minnesota absolutely shit the bed once they got that lead. Everything, and I've you know you sent through stuff off Twitter. Everyone sort of talking about the foul count, the free throw count. The only free throws they had in the entire second half, including OT, were the three that Connolly took. And by the way, hitting three out of three to force OT is no mean feat. Respect. Major respect. But they're the only ones that they took. But, but I haven't seen the game, so yeah, the, the, you know I'm a big eye tester. The, the reason that that happened is because everything Minnesota was taking was jump shots. You've got a guy like Anthony Edwards who has a ridiculous vertical, quick first step, and he's settling for step-back threes. Yeah. You've got Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, admittedly, he was going against Anthony Davis, who defended him well, but he's settling for step-back threes. And he was getting switches onto guys like Austin Reeves, 
And it's like, take this guy into the block and fucking dominate him. I hate seeing guys that big taking step. I can handle guards taking step backs. I hate seeing guys that big taking. I don't have a problem with him shooting threes, obviously. He's actually a pretty good three-point shooter, but not step backs. That's... You want to be set and you want to be open. That's it. Yeah. Now, for the Lakers, a little bit worrying to see how poorly D'Angelo Russell played. He nah, couldn't... No surprise to me. He, he couldn't get on the court down yeah. the stretch. Dennis Schroeder played the entire fourth quarter and overtime, I believe. Financial. <laughs> well, there's a blast from the past. Well, you know, I've kept it on the soundboard for a reason. Look, at least he's making a little bit of money. That's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, if you look at how the Lakers got back into this game, it was just everything at the bucket. No resistance there because obviously Towns was in foul trouble or off the court. And when he's off the court, it was basically Kyle Anderson defending Anthony Davis, which is, that's a no contest. And you know, shock horror, they would have maybe appreciated the help of, I don't know, Rudy Gobert or Jaden McDaniels. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I, I, you almost wonder if... Well, yeah, no, both. Both would have been really important. Mm. And maybe... Uh, look, they were on the road, but maybe they win that game. Here's a question, and you may not be able to answer it, having not seen the full game yet. Did they choke? Choke's probably not the word I would yeah. use. Well, I mean, yes and no. Do you know what? I will actually say, this, this is probably closer to the line than then I maybe gave it first credit for because the execution in the entire fourth quarter was hideous. So to an extent, it probably was a bit of a choke. Because what I heard, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter about Pat, like Pat can't play with fouls mm. and he just loses his poise completely. Yep. And when one of your best players loses, this is probably your second best player loses their poise down the stretch on the road in what is ostensibly a playoff game by Rose by another name. You're not in good. You're not in good shape, are you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you can sort of see it in his the way that he moves around the court. He's afraid to drive the ball in case someone steps in front of him, takes a charge. He had one earlier in the quarter against Jared Vanderbilt where he'd sort of made a spin move into the lane and put the arm up across his neck, right, right, which became an offensive foul. So right. maybe he's kind of you know once bitten twice shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently it's it's not just this game. Oh no, no, no. A lot of people that watch a lot of Minnesota ball and. I've seen bits and pieces throughout the season, but not tons. Apparently, this is a common theme, yeah. and it's not—it's not what you want you start to be doing, you know. I'd believe that definitely, but yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I think there's elements of a choke in there. Certainly not a ten, because look, LA ratcheted up their defense as well. They were getting in the passing lanes, they were disrupting. It was a, a very impressive effort by all of them. LeBron was amazing in the fourth quarter; he was knackered. So but... the the Lakers ratcheted up, and Minnesota were just ratchet. Basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Very nice. I like that. Bling, bling. <laughs> bling, bling. So we've got our seven. We're just waiting for the eight seeds now, which... We... Yeah, and by the time we release this, they will be known. Yes. So, as I say, I won't be editing tonight. I'll be going to watch those two games, yep. but I'll do my best to have it up for Friday morning. Yeah, so in theory, Toronto and OKC, okay, so, yep. <laughs> oh, look. Well, it's funny you say that. I, I, I kind of think OKC okay, so might win. A chance, but... I mean, I worry about the it's the lack of bigs though, because obviously poker is not around either. So it's very it's two very different teams as far as height is concerned and the way they the way they do things. Like Josh Giddy led the led the team in rebounding hmm. at nearly eight. Yeah, is their point guard? He's six foot. He is tall. Six, You're right. Seven, he's six, about six eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's one of those things. Now that I've started barracking for them, and as you can see, I've got the jacket and the singlet oh, underneath. Zipper sound on the, effect. On the double OKC. Yeah. But yes, now that I'm barracking for them, they probably will lose. So 
Go New Orleans. Oh, no. No, I, no, I'm no. kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, New Orleans, I mean, oh, maybe I maybe I overrate him, but no Alvarado is a big out for them. Yeah, Alvarado and Williamson out is, uh, I mean, I know. I he, mean, Williamson, yeah. Well, that too, obviously. He hasn't played. He's indefinite. Still big. But, but I mean, what was so impressive about them nearly beating Phoenix in some ways last season was their defense, and Alvarado was a massive part of that. So, I don't know. I, can't, I mean, Brandon Ingram's been pretty bloody good this he year. Yes, yes. Could yeah. be fun. Could be. Could be a lot of fun. All right, let's get into these. We've got a few predictions to get through, so I'll run through them. I'll get your thoughts. Okay, the 1-8 in the East, Milwaukee versus Miami, Toronto, Chicago, does it make a difference who it is? Not really. Milwaukee will win in four or five, I think. Yeah, I've got Bucks in five if it's Miami. And in fact, I'd probably give each of those three teams one game. Yeah. One game at home. It's one of those things. I think you mentioned it last time. Giannis mucks around in one game per series. Yeah, I, uh, he'll too, he'll shoot too many threes and not yeah. not attack the rim enough for, yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, I think you're probably right there. But it's in their best interest to win and win quickly because they're on the soft end of the draw and they'd love to see Milwaukee and Philadelphia beat each other up, for example, in a seven-game series. So if they can go into the conference finals with more rest, which I fully expect them to do, that is definitely in their best interest. Mm. At risk of jumping the gun. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's hard, to, it's hard to not kind of... Yeah, you've got to... You've got talk to... holistically, yeah. You do. Now, the number two seed, Boston Celtics, will take on the seven seed, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this today. It's like, do I give Atlanta two or do I give them one? If I give them two, it means Boston are winning on their home floor. Now, that's not a big deal. Boston are a much better team. Definitely Boston. I want to say five. Okay. Yeah. I've gone six. Yeah. And the reason I've gone six is just purely because I think the Hawks will get a couple through their bench. Their bench play is really, really strong. Sadiq Bay was great today. They've got Bogdanovich off the bench. They've got a couple of other guys who can... Uh, Jalen Johnson was really, really good. So Oh, they've got good depth, yeah. Yeah. So they've definitely got enough guys in there that they can, they can challenge Boston. I mean, ultimately, I think the Celtics will be too good. And I'm not happy about that because I don't like the Celtics. I've made that very clear. But... Yeah. Well, they're one of the best teams in the competition. They, so they are, they are. you fully expect them to perform thusly. Now, Philadelphia, the three seed, taking on Brooklyn, the six seed. Kind of, I think Brooklyn might pinch two. Okay. Thomas and Bridges, if they get hot. I don't know. Like, obviously, Embiid's a bit of a handful, but they've got Claxton. I don't know. Harden's injured. I'm going to say Philly in six. I'm saying gentleman's sweep. Five, okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's like, I'd, I'd want to say Philly in four. They swept them in the regular season. There was a game without Embiid that Irving and Durant both played in and they still beat them. So I feel like Philly's got too much depth. I mean, Philly's clearly the better team. Yeah. I'll, but but uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn are one of those funny teams where they don't have any superstars. And look, Bridges could become a star, if not better, very quickly. Yeah. They don't have any superstars. But now that they've got Finney Smith and, and Dinwiddie as well... They got a lot of good players, yeah. a lot of really good battle-tested players. So it's actually kind of a good tune-up for Philly, I think. Look, I'll give them game four. Yeah, happy okay. To, happy yeah. to give them that. Yep. And probably the most interesting series: Cleveland in the four seed, New York Knicks in the five. It is interesting, isn't it? What What's the health status of Randall? How's he going? Do we know? He's a bit chubby. Well, no, he's lost weight. He's looked much slimmer this season. I'm I'm saying that ironically, considering I'm a very chubby. <laughs> 
He's looked. He's actually looked pretty lean this he's, season. He has looked pretty good. Uh, oh, I mean, definitely Cleveland. Uh, I'll say six. Yeah, I've got Cavs in six as well. Even though it means that they'd be winning on the Knicks' home floor. Yeah. Look, I love the Knicks. I love the story. I love guys like Obi Toppin and Jalen Brunson, the Q brothers and Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly. I'm a big Toppin fan too. It's experience though. Yeah. You've got more guys with Cleveland who have been there and done that. I just feel like Donovan might have some real big games yep. too. Like real big. That's like it. maybe a few. I reckon he might have a 50 in him. He could, yeah. Look, yeah. the bright lights of the playoffs are different. Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is the difference for Yeah, me. yeah. Yeah, I just feel like he's on maybe a little bit of a mission. And the other the other side storyline of this is, of course, that New York were the team that were going after him as well. Yes. And they wanted to trade for him. And, and he might want to stick it to him. Do you want so, to know something interesting about this as well? Go on. So this is actually the second straight year that Donovan Mitchell has played Jalen Brunson in the playoffs. Last year, different teams, different Wow, conferences. Utah and Dallas. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Different conference. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah. Good step. Good fun. Yeah. Moving over to the West... The one seed Denver Nuges will be playing Minnesota, New Orleans, or OKC. Yeah, and I'm not going to do my usual thing about the fact that congratulations, you finished first. You'll have one day to prepare for your opponent. So you are going to actually do it. Well, I'm not going to rant about it. I'll just mention it. <laughs> it was funny. I was watching um, Get Up the other day, and it was obviously before today's games. And so they showed the lineups, and it said Den V, and there were four different teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, you know. Oh, look, I think Denver will win. Uh, it's hard to know without their opponent. Mm. Give me a number for all three if you want. Uh, oh, I, I think, I, I can't, I don't think it'll go past six. Yeah. I think Minnesota, New Orleans, five and six, respectively. I don't know if I'm just being too much of a homer, but I think OKC are an outside chance. I, I don't see anyone with... Yeah, I just don't well, see I'm gonna I'm gonna quote your experience thing back to you. Absolutely, yeah. Ex- that's that's what would worry me about OKC yep. because they got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent. They got belief. They've got energy. They've got youth. But do they have enough experience? But I don't think Denver's got anyone who can shut down Shea. Uh no, probably not. But, but if, we've, if we've, they can handle everyone else, yeah, we've got no one who can touch Jokic as well. So it's... well, that's right. I mean, if Denver control the pace of the game through Jokic, and and I mean, Murray's looking better and better as he's a playoff performer too, proven playoff performer. I know Denver's been in bad form, but I have a feeling they might bounce back a little bit in the playoffs. Oh look, they've been shaky. They're probably the one team that I actually wanted to play. Yeah. Is Denver. I don't think it'll make a difference. I, I, agree. I just think, I think psychologically, when you've got that first seed locked up for a long time, I think it can be hard to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, look, yeah. I don't realistically think that any of those three teams are going to beat Denver. Stranger things have happened. I just though. feel like, yeah, if, if we got into that position and could somehow pinch one on Denver's home court out of the first two games, you just never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just never Stranger know. things have happened. Now, moving on, Memphis, the number two seed, taking on the Lakers, who punched their ticket today. Oh, I'm so glad this is the matchup. Obviously, there was that famous Shannon Sharp game, Dylan Brooks, yes. all that hoo-ha that was against. So this is a fantastic matchup in that regard. No Stephen Adams. Oh, I really want to pick the Lakers. I know they weren't super convincing today. Oh, I mean, Jar's magnificent. I'm a big fan of Bain. Everyone's talking about the foul trouble for Jaron Jackson Jr. 
and and AD giving him headaches. I'm going to pick the Lakers in six. Yeah, I'm taking the Lakers in six as well. Yeah. With no confidence. I, I, I don't know. It might be the only series the Lakers win. There's a lot of people saying they'll be the West. Oh. Some people are even saying they'll they'll win the title. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit much. I, I just... There's a lot of miles on LeBron's body. And yeah. is AD reliable enough? If they had a third star to take the pressure off LeBron, LeBron still has to do too much. Depends on daylight. Well, oh, he's no star. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts of him are pretty... He's a, he's a solid well, player. Mate. We we don't know what we're going to get from him. He was terrible today, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan. He, he may bounce back. Anyway, look, as you said before, Stephen Adams not playing is big. Having Jaron Jackson Jr. go straight up one-on-one with Anthony Davis does create an issue, a little bit of a headache. We haven't had an accurate read on this matchup, though, because Ja Morant didn't play in the last game they played. LeBron missed the previous one, and Anthony Davis missed the first one. And I'm glad you brought this up, because I didn't even bother looking. Like, every other year we've done this sort of podcast, I've looked at head-to-heads. I didn't even bother this time. There's just no point. Well, There's so much load management and players missing, and the, the full-strength teams rarely meet one another, do they? No. Nah. So. And as I say, this one, look, this is mouthwatering. This is probably the most interesting first round. Well, that, uh, maybe this and the next one, funnily enough. Recent history is always, we're always biased to recent yeah, history, aren't we? I but, so. but I, oh, look, I think the West is super exciting and mm. I hope we get some long series. I really do. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you though. I think the Lakers might get this one. Now, this is probably the other really fun one. The three seed Sacramento Kings. It feels fucking weird saying that. The three seed Sacramento Kings versus the six seed Golden State Warriors. Now they've broken their playoff drought. This is this is tricky trivia without notice. San Antonio Spurs, two thousand six. Is that what you were going to ask? No, I was going to ask the major four sports. Which team now has the longest oh, drought? Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's a really hard question. It's a hard question. Yeah. I'll narrow it down to league if you want me to. Even then, you know, probably still no chance. Oh well, I I don't even know if I would. Even if it was the NBA, I might still not get. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. NFL. Oh God. The Jacksonville Jaguars. New York Jets. Oh, there you go. Yeah. My Jets, huh? Yeah, but they'll probably be back in next year because they're probably getting Aaron Rodgers. There you go. We'll there talk you. about that one day. But yes, that was the last time that the Kings made the playoffs was against your Spurs. Yes, right. Yep. And there was, I think that one, the Spurs won in five. There was some crazy game winner from Kevin Martin. Got a steal off manager Ginobili and did this big corkscrewing layup okay. like, over the top of, I can't even remember who it was over the top of. He had a handy career. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Ron Artest was on that team as well. Ah, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> after it, Chicago, would that have been? That was, oh God, that would have been after Indiana, Indiana obviously. Indiana, but before the Lakers. Right. Yeah. Christ, I don't know. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah. Bottom, bottom line, Sacramento, Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, you love it for the geography. Yes. And the like big brother, little brother kind of stuff. It's the Battle of the Bay. Yeah. Uh, Golden State have been so bad on the road. Mm. But they have all the star power. And going back to your comment about experience, the playoffs are a different game. Like, one of the dumbest things you can do when it comes to sport is to just look at the ladder and assume that the team that's top is the best team and the team that's second is the second best team and blah, 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 blah. So much happens. There's more load management than ever. Golden State had the more than a mild sense of peril, I would say, oh, after the Draymond much. punch. They're probably at least M-rated, not PG. Yeah. So I have to say Golden State for those reasons, because it's about matchups. They have more rest. 
Oh, I mean, I'll say six. Golden State in six. Yep, I've got the same thing. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm. Yeah. Right. Well, look, they'll be better for it. You know, yeah. young teams. You need some failures before you succeed. They, they've given themselves every opportunity by having a really good regular season and winning as many games as they could and getting a top four seed. But gee, that's not an opponent you want to face. No, they they feel slightly ahead of schedule in terms of. Oh, definitely. In terms of what they've sort of put together and getting Absolutely. to the three seed, but it's yeah, it's the Curry Thompson Green. You've got you know really great guys like Kevon Looney, Dante Divincenzo, Gary Payton, Iguodala. Had that massive dunk the other day. Yeah, they're, they're put back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they've got a lot of guys on their team that, have, again, have been there, done that. They've all got rings. They know what it's like to have a, a really deep playoff run. They know their roles. I want to pick the Kings so badly, but I, I just I can't. No. I just can't. But they'll be all better for it. It'll keep them hungry. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the four seed Phoenix Suns versus the La Clippers in the five seed. So this is fascinating. The Clippers are a really interesting case because if they, I'm convinced that Kawhi thinks he can just flip the switch. And I'll tell you what, in many ways he can. Mm. I've actually seen a few Clippers games lately and he has looked fucking good. He really has. The problem is no playoff P. Way off P, maybe. No, no Paul George. And this is part of the problem. So if they didn't load manage so much and if they played a few more games and if they took the regular season a little bit more seriously they could have easily been maybe even top seed you know at least second or third and so now they found themselves in this position where i don't think they'll win whereas if they were third or second seed they would have had a much better chance how good would have all la playoffs have been how good would it be being able to work half the year and get paid the full wage? Uh, well of course and that'd be nice yeah, and sit load too. rock up fucking three days a week and get your full pay so look i expect Kawhi to be amazing there'll be some other guys that play well for the clippers and have some some nice performances they have a decent team they've got some defenders they've got a lot of mongrel in them there's a lot to like about the clippers but phoenix i mean haven't lost a game with durant true and okay, Chris Paul's thirty-eight, but they're a pretty good team. He's rested a lot recently as well, though. Yeah, well, and that's key for them, and that's that's why I would struggle to pick them to come out of the conference and and make the finals because they've got no bench because they kind of gutted their team to get Durant. I, I think their margin for error is slimmer than most teams, even though when you look at their roster stacked up against other teams, they'll have two of the best players quite often. Durant and Booker are pretty bloody impressive. Yep. So I'll pick Phoenix in... Uh, if if Paul George was there, this is really interesting. I'll, I'll pick... I kind of want to say... I kind of want to say seven. Okay. Because I have a lot of faith in Kawhi. Yeah, okay. I'll say Phoenix in seven. I've got the Suns in six, and I'm giving them game one because Scott Foster's refing it. <laughs> I, I did see the list of refs. <laughs> it was a... I did you see on Twitter they showed all the faces yes. and all the comments were about Scott Foster like yeah. all, all <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question about Kawhi Leonard. Is is for you, is that kind of like seeing an ex-girlfriend like get really pretty and go to the gym and <laughs> step, oh, wow. step out looking amazing because uh, I've never thought about it in those terms. It's funny you say that. So for a lot of players, like for example, I remember I saw a Lakers game where Lonnie Walker had a really good game and he had a massive dunk. And yes. as a former Spur, I was like, yes, go Lonnie. That's really great to yeah. see. 
And there's been other guys, Derek White. Love Derek White, one of my favorite players when he played for us. But they weren't pricks. Exactly. That's the key, right? So look, I appreciate and love greatness. And when he performs well, I'll be impressed. I don't know if I'll be happy is the right word, mm. though. You know, I'll be happy if it's a good game and a good series. You hope he breaks a heel in a gutter and falls. No, no, no. I never wish. You hope he breaks a heel. I never wish injury on anyone. Falls on his face. I never wish injury on anyone. Injury. That's just embarrassment. Well, I mean, hey, if we get Wemby, maybe it all worked out okay. Scoot Henderson. Yeah, we'll see. Um... The jury's out. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've got. I'll be happy with Scoot too for the record. Yeah, I got got the Suns in six. I I think their bench is a little bit stronger than you're giving them credit for. I mean, campaign's a solid backup. Jock Landau's been really good. They've got that tandem of Akogi and Tory Craig. I think they'll... Yeah, you probably rate Craig higher than me. I, but I yeah. think, no, but not, not offensively, but I think he will give... It's handy. He gives Leonard a little bit more trouble than anyone's going to give Durant. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, no, a few sundry items just to kind of get off the chest. There's a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff coming out. How's this? So we know obviously this season was incredibly, incredibly good for parity. There were obviously the ridiculous race down for the Western Conference playoffs. This is the first season or the first non-lockout or COVID season, I should say, since 2000, 2001, that we will not have a single team with 60 wins. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that the other day. Yeah. Impressive. But before that, you have to go back to like the 78, 79 season. And there was wow. a little bit of a run in the 70s when the Celtics weren't as good and the Lakers weren't maybe not quite as good as well, sort of after their that sort of ridiculous 69 and 13 team in the early 70s when they had Will. But the longest winning streak going into the play-ins was three and the longest losing streak was four. Wow. So, so there's no... Yeah, I mean, obviously there were teams like Portland who were one and nine in the last 10 because they were tanking. But... Even the the teams that were tanking still didn't have that long a losing streak. I thought that was really really cool. Yeah, no, it speaks to the parity. You're absolutely right. It's it's exciting. I think the playoffs are going to be great, and I'll do what I've done the last few seasons and manage to watch every game from round two onwards. So I'll be trying to do that again. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Well, I don't have kids, so yeah, and and I'm nocturnal. Respect <laughs> helps. Yeah, I respect that as well. <laughs> Bit more disposable time, probably. True. Yeah. True. Now, Kevin Durant, who we did just speak about a minute ago, first guy to have a 55-40-90 season. I did see that. Do we give this as much merit, though, because he only played 47 games? Well, it's more than half a season, so a decent amount of merit. Decent. Yeah. Partial credit. Pepsi? (laughs) How much more refreshed would I be? Pepsi? You, the girl in the Chicago schooling system. (laughs) Something like that, anyway. Now, the coaching carousel's begun. Yes. Dwayne Casey out at the Detroit Pistons. Stephen Silas out as Rockets coach. Well, Casey's gone up to the front office. True. So he's still on the team. Stephen Silas surely gets another gig somewhere. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. His way back in might be through an assistant role, I wonder. He he may not get a gig as maybe one of the top team coaches, but... But it's, yeah, it's not the team that he inherited, was it? They no. got gutted pretty quick. So he went from having, was it was Chris Paul still there at that point? Oh, Chris Paul, James Harden, a number of really good players to Tankathon, basically. Yeah. So it's pretty thankless. He had a bit of a Brett Brown situation, really. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The only other weird one I had, Stewie, so this was from NBA University on Twitter. So look, I'll assume it's correct. I don't know if it is. But... In 98-99, the Indiana Pacers had the number one offensive rating in the NBA with 106.5. 
This year, the San Antonio Spurs had an offensive rating with 106.5, ranked 30th. Oh, I would have said 28. 30th. 30th, yeah. yeah. The worst. Yep. We know what those 90s were like, man. They oh, were, man. They were a slog. Yeah. It's it's just remarkable, isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. A couple other quick things. I'm sure you probably saw Laurie Markinen heading back to Finland in the offseason to do his mandatory military service. Yes, that is. Not the best time to be doing that for Finland right now. I bet he was like David Robinson, the Admiral, and and wished he was uh, disallowed because of his height. But no, apparently not in Finland. Well, it's a, it's a dangerous time, though. Finland's just joined. Yeah, him. no, you're right. Know. You're right. Russia's pissed off at him. That's a good point. This is probably a bad joke to make, but Laurie is a pretty good shooter. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Look, I suspect that they know exactly what he does and he'll be basically an army reservist. I can't imagine he'll... uh... Can you imagine him on one of those typewriters in like a mash tent? (laughs) Just next to... Just typing away. Old-fashioned typewriter. Uh, I think he'll probably be fairly safe. Yeah, That's my gut feeling. Fair enough. And the only other thing, Nath, I want to ruin a little bit of history for you. Oh? So we obviously know the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hookshot to pass Wilt Chamberlain for the all-time leading scorer. 38,387. Still remember. Probably always will, even though it's not number one. The baseline skyhook against Utah in in Las Vegas. He travelled. Massively. Did he? What, as bad as Anthony Davis today? Not quite, but pretty... Did you see, like, there was some yeah, account that posted, was this a travel? And he literally moved his pivot for about five times. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you serious? Pretty fucking bad, wasn't it? All right, let's go to the third umpire. So it's not like you to be prone to exaggeration, Stewie. Like, I, I heard you talk, like, talking about the Goran Dragic stuff, and I went back and listened, and it wasn't as bad as you made it out to be. I wouldn't say it was a massive travel. It was there, but it was... It was skippity hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely moved his pivot foot. It wasn't massive. You can't ruin history, I get it. Yeah, like, it wasn't massive. You wouldn't it call, wasn't you massive. You call it, but... You, you can let that one go, I think. You can let that one go. But not Anthony Davis today. No, that was outrageous. It wasn't as bad as that. That was absolutely outrageous. Oh, dearie me. Now, final thoughts before final thoughts. We're going to really smash through quickly. Quickly? Let's start with the cricket then. I'm leaving that in. Let's start with the Let's cricket. Let's start with the cricket. Okay. Lots of insane stuff happening in yes. the RTL. We- yes. Now, I'll be honest. I haven't watched any. I've watched highlights. I haven't watched any games. You've seen the five sixes though. I've yeah. seen the five sixes. That was impressive. Do you have a stat about how he was going prior to that? Uh, well, he finished on 48 off 21, so we can do the math finished it would have been 18 off 16 i would imagine before that there i've got a stat here somewhere though so look it's not unusual to work yourself into an innings and to have a few ciders it's completely understandable but he started eight off 14 and then finished 48 not out off 21 it's not bad it's not bad at 40 all. 40 off seven yeah <laughs> how does that even happen uh, the last five balls in the final over yeah. Yeah, but that's incredible. Must have had more than that. Six well. four six 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 six. Wow. Yeah. Four, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, look, it has to be mentioned. Yash Dale, who was bowling to him, bowled absolute pies. Three full bungers, two half trackers that were all put away. We had a chat with Woody about this off air, and he did say pretty simple. Rashid Khan stuffed up the Poor bowling. Tactic, yeah. Should have left Alzari Joseph or Josh Little for the last over. But full credit to KKR. They chased down twenty eight off five. They chased down. A score of four for 204, which is a big total. And even when they're pies, you still got to hit them. You do. And often shit gets wickets, the old Brad Hogg uh, saying. <laughs> True. So, yeah, no hats off. Yep. Now, stumps off. 
Tails off, I should say. This is a polarizing one. We love to <laughs> we do, we love our Americans. Talking about Americans. Uh, what drama. What drama. I am tempted to go back and, and watch the last few overs, actually. I've only seen the kind of final ball, basically. I mean, what makes this even crazier is that so this is the game between the Royal Challengers, Bangalore, and Lucknow Super Giants. RCB made two for 212. Virat Kohli had 61. Faf Duplessis, 79. Glenn Maxwell, 59 of 29. But good reply. Stoinis, 65 of 30. Nicholas Puran, 62 of 19. Mm. Very, very impressive. Oh, very handy player. The West Indies will be loving him in the World Cup. And eventually they needed one off one. Yes. Now, Harshal Patel has missed a really simple man, Cad. He's made the decision to try and take the bales off. Do you blame him? No, not at all. He was at least what? 30, 40 centimetres out of his crease? More, I reckon, probably. On that first one? First one, I reckon he was probably between two and three feet out. Okay. He's, look, he's out of his crease. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's th- turned around after he's missed the man cat and he's thrown the stumps down. But there's a rule that says you cannot throw out a player after attempting a man cat. Now, it looked to me like he would have been in anyway, to be honest. But so a failed man cat is a dead ball, effectively, is what the rule is. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Which I think is interesting because a failed stumping is not a dead ball. But no, anyway, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get into this. It's yeah, going to take yeah, about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now, the very next ball, though, he's come down and he's basically, as he's gone to release it, the non-striker is probably four feet out. He was miles Oh, out. it seemed like he was halfway down the pitch. It was a long way down. Which, again, justifies the man cat, yeah. I reckon. But he didn't look for it, which was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. He was spooked. He was. Yeah. And then Dinesh Kartik fumbles the ball behind the stumps. They get through. Lucknow win by one wicket. Mm. So Luck for Lucknow. Very, very lucky now. Lots of luck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other thing I just wanted to quickly talk about, the scores have been quite high. We've had 13 innings so far of 190 or more in the 32 played. Another six of those in the 170s and 180s. So we're getting some really good high scores. It's good to see that after the Australia-India series had some pretty low scores. And granted, they were one-dayers, but it's short form. Good man. That's me tapping Nathan on the knee because he's given me the perfect Nikola Jokic. Perfect Nikola Jokic. Oh, the assist. Yeah. Talk about Surya Kumar Yadav. Okay. He is in a lean spell right now that... Oh, Dare I say skydiving? He, yes. Oh, you dirty man. That involves a mild sense of peril. That, that would be very mild. More than mild. More, more than, than mild. Yeah, I'd be shitting myself. So how's this run? So we've kind of spoken about the run against Australia. His last four scores were eight and then three consecutive Golden Ducks. Then he had three IPL knocks, 15 off 16, one off two, and a first ball duck last night. Mm. God, he needs a score. Yeah, form. Form in cricket's a funny thing. Not great. Like Unlike any other sport, actually. Mm. Bad form lines and good form lines seem to last longer than other sports sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Last little one from Wisden to round things out. Saw a little tweet from them about Alex Stewart stating his date of birth. I saw that as well. That's fantastic. 8463 is yeah. his date of birth and his career test runs 8,463. Yeah, I saw that too. Woody, right. Woody what's his average? <laughs> well, ask him. I'm going to say correct because I assume you got it. While we're on that, I saw Quick Info tweeted that this will be the first time in the history of the Men's World Cup. I'm not calling it the ODI World Cup. It's the World Cup, yes. the real World Cup. That not a single team will have the same captain as the previous edition. Wow. How's that, eh? New Zealand, Tom Latham, India, Rohit Sharma, South Africa, Temba Bavuma, England, Joss Butler, Pakistan, Babar Azam, Sri Lanka, Dasan Shanaka, Afghanistan, Hashmatullah Shahidi, the Aussies, Pat Cummins, Tamar Mikbal for Bangladesh, and Shai Hope for the Windies. There you go. Or Shay Hope. 
anyone's playing at home, by the way, Alex Stewart's test average is 39.54. So if you're anywhere between, say, 38 and a half and 40 and a half, we'll give we'll you give that. We'll give you the... Yep, we'll give you that. Yeah. So well done, Woody, because I assume you got that right. Now, footy, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, Do we just, there's, like, there's Paddy one... McCartan, I hope you're okay. It's a big thing. We need to give it more time, and we will give it more time. We can give it it's two. Sad. We can give it two minutes. It's we can sad. give it. We can give it two. Yeah. Is, is he done? Well, look. The best way I heard it put was Lee Montagna recently saying, "What would your fifty-year-old self say to you?" Exactly. What would he say you should do? Yep. And I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. As somebody, and look, I haven't gone through that sort of stuff. Like my concussion, I had one really serious one. And that was it. He's going through these little ones now where he's, I was so innocuous. he's just tapping his head yeah, on the floor. And so he's, innocuous. And he's done. Yeah. I, I just, I can't see. I understand he's an incredible footballer, but you just, you can't put yourself through this. No. And look, nearly four years between games, I think, between his 35th and 36th game, I think it was. Like, maybe not four years. Maybe it was two years. I don't know. It was a long time. But look, you had your second chance. You made an AFL grand final. You fell just short. You still had a pretty exciting and interesting career. It's maybe the time to move into coaching or something else if yep. you want to stay around footy, which is a good point that my mate made at the quiz the other day, or our mate, I should say. So, look, there are ways you can stay in footy. You can be an agent. He could get into commentary. There's all sorts of things, potentially. Look, for the, I kind of hope... And I'm a Swans fan. Mm. I kind of hope he calls it quits. Absolutely. And and you've been through the Alex Johnson thing where, you know, yes, another yeah, one where yeah, yeah. different circumstances, obviously the broken or the knees. The knees, yeah. Rather yeah. than, yeah. yeah. But it, it is tough, especially with his brother Tom going off with a concussion in the same game. Yes, I know. I heard the Triple M South Australia people talking about the genius move putting uh, Dixon in the ruck. It's like, well, Paddy McCartan was gone in the first three minutes. Tom McCartan was gone about 10 minutes into the second. I challenge any team to win with their two of their three best defenders out. It left a lot for Dane Rampey. Does Tomlinson kick those goals if one of the McCartan boys is on it? Probably not. Yeah. We do just want to quickly give 30 seconds to the end of this game because I know you've got an opinion on this. Uh, I, the the damning footage, though, as Ollie Florent is kicking to win the game from, what, 45 metres out? Yeah, nearly 50 on a bit of an angle. Slight angle. And look, it was a great kick. It was perfectly gun good. barrel straight, straight through the middle. It just fell slightly short. But I saw I saw a stat. I mean, I can't remember what it was exactly, but one end had about 94 points. The other end had about 32 points. He was yeah, kicking right. into the breeze. Of and course. and I knew in that first quarter, we should have been up eight goals. We're only up four. Hmm. And it was always going to be, yeah. But if you watch the trajectory of that ball from about probably maybe two-thirds of the way through its flight, it looks like it's going... Oh, the production was terrible. Rows. Channel 7 botched that big but it, time. But it looks like it's going 10 rows back. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it hits a wall and it yeah. just stops. And there's, as I said, there's that damning footage of Callum Mills, I believe it is, run, yeah. running away from the line early. Celebrating. Buddy Franklin not blocking the run of Alir Alir, who ultimately basically gets up and stops that ball from going through. Alir almost gets the three votes in that game. Uh, maybe not the three, but yeah. Oh, look, he just showed why he was one of our, one of my favourite players when he played for the yeah. Swans. Oh, he was a big loss. Yeah. But you had another thought on... Well, he turned his back. When you're taking a shot on goal, don't turn your back. He had Logan McDonald about five metres out, who, look... It, I reckon he was open enough. I reckon okay. he could have got it to him. Interesting. Yeah. I'll need to have another look at that one. Yeah. Oh, look, and admittedly, I've only seen it once as well. So I'd probably need to have another look too. You want to go to the third upper? Yeah. We've, we've had it a few times. We've got, look, we've got three reviews. We may as well use them. <laughs>
The Port defender is going towards the ball while Logan drifts to the goal. So I reckon he had him. Interesting. Would have had to you let don't him. Don't turn your back. You probably would have had to have let him into the pocket, which may have made it a trickier angle. But oh, Logan, oh, I would have backed Logan from there. There's only 20 seconds left, though. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, kicking into the breeze, though. I gave that oh, stat of, of the scoring end. Of course, it is a very, very interesting call, though. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a shame for your Swans, obviously, but. Yeah. Thanks for making me rewatch that. Mm, yeah. We've been Port since 2016. Yeah, but you're not the Eagles, so stop. No, yeah, no. Stop complaining. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly, did we ever talk about Gather Round? What are your thoughts on Gather Round? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you just talk about one being in Perth? So. Oh, look, it will rotate. Yeah. If it's successful. <laughs> but yeah, well. <laughs> look, it's fair. A thought for Freo fans: they've got a game that starts at three ten. Mm. So if you work full time in WA, nine to five, for example, yeah, you might get to see the fourth quarter. That's fucking shit. I used to spare a thought for Dockers fans. Well, that's shit, that, AFL. That's shit house. They, like, have, seriously. they haven't been nice to me in the last few years. Oh, so please. I, I, don't spare, like, I don't spare a thought for Dockers fans. I don't care what team it is. Like, why would you give the WA team the early game? I think that's a slap mm. in the face, and I think it's shit house. Well, as long as they do the same when it comes to Perth, have all the games on early. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Which is, we know it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> well, the time difference is is what would probably preclude them or make them more reluctant to have it in Perth. Actually, have the late games. Have anyway. a game starting at 7.30 so that no one... Yeah, well, hey, yeah. yeah. We'll see. All right, sure, you know what that music means. Final thoughts time, and time for me to go and watch two NBA games back-to-back. I have a lot of good stuff going on at home tomorrow morning, so I'm going to get to watch a little bit of that while I'm, while I'm pretending to work. Are you get to see your own team? Well, maybe. Maybe, maybe they're the late game, though, aren't they? They are the late game, so yeah. we will see. But look, lots of great stuff going on all over the world. As we say, the cricket's been great. The basketball is really heating up. I'll keep an eye on Gather Round, but it's all about the basketball for the next couple of months. Yeah, I'll be gathering around the NBA. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, it's going to be interesting. Until next time, I'm Nathan. And I'm Stu. We are the Sport Blokes.